Good morning, everybody. It's a great day to be in church. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet? Let's worship together. Come on, put your hands together. In my life. 
Thank you this morning that you call us yours. Jesus, we belong to you. We give you the praise and the worship that you deserve. Come on, let's sing this together. I cast my mind. To Calvary when Jesus bled and died for me, I see his wounds, his hands is my savior, and I curse Come on, we sing his body bound.
thankful for the presence of the Lord here in this place this morning. Come on, I think we can do better than that. This isn't just a Sunday morning where we've all come to this place, but the spirit and the presence of the living God is here in this room right now. Come on, one more time all across this place. Let's lift up a shout of praise that is worthy of the name of Jesus. Come on. Man, it is so good to see you here in church this morning. Before we go any further in service, why don't you take a minute, step out from your seat and welcome somebody today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. We are so glad you're here. I'm Barry. I'm one of the associate pastors here, and we are glad you're here. If this is your first time, you're going to notice an attendance folder is being passed down the aisle. That's for our regulars to mark their attendance. But if you're new, if you'll take that Connect card in the seat back in front of you in these next few moments as we go through this worship guide, if you'll fill that out and place it in the offering as it goes by here a little bit later in service, it'll give us a great opportunity to give you information about our church and how we can partner with you on your spiritual journey. If you've been coming for a while though, you have a next step. Our next step is Growth Track. That's a four step process that we lead you through that gets you into the vision and mission of the church. And we would love for you to take that next step. You can get information in your bulletin. You'll notice in your bulletin again this week that we have Wednesday electives kicking off this Wednesday night. We've got a fresh crop of classes. It's a great place to do group together, group life together. So make sure you check that out, get information about that, and come out on Wednesday night as we do that. Well, I am going to move right forward with the message. We've been having powerful messages by Pastor Ron. Let's welcome Pastor Ron as he casts vision this morning for our church. Good morning, everybody. It is so awesome to be a part of what God is doing. Hey, last night at the Rose District campus, Pastor Joel uh, invited one of his friends that he met at the gym where he's working out. And this young man came. He's 19 years old. And this is uh, just an amazing story 
that we need to take so seriously. This young man had never been through the doors of a church in his life. So the first time in 19 years, he walked through the doors last night. I am so glad you cared enough to invite him. That's amazing. There was a middle-aged lady I saw at the end of the service raised her hand when I gave the altar call. I met her after the service. She moved to Broken Arrow three weeks ago. She was looking for a place to go, some struggles in her life, found the announcement about the church on social media, and just walked in. And last night, raised her hand when the altar call was given. Come on. That, that's what it's about. Welcome the greatest early childhood pastor that any church could ever have. This is Pastor Crystal Lee. Welcome her as she comes. We love you so much. Everybody loves Crystal. Hey, tell us the story. This is a story after last Sunday's uh, great pirate adventure service. Yeah, so we received this letter from a mom, and I just want to read it to you. Um, to the assembly team, my son accepted Jesus today when Pastor wow. Ron asked. Wow, that's awesome. That's good. That's, awesome. that's good. After the amazing pirate adventure, now he is on an even more amazing adventure with Jesus as his Lord and Savior. He's only six and he has autism. So when we got home, we asked him, why did you raise your hand in church today? And he replied, for Jesus to be my guide and into my heart. I asked him again hours later and he said, for Jesus to help me be good and to be in my heart. As a mother, the gratitude I have for the seeds that have been planted in all of my children since attending the assembly for the last year and a half cannot be adequately expressed. Every service, every event is truly a labor of love. Thank you all for your hard work, for your dedication to excellence, for the joy in your expressions. Thank you for your obedience and for doing all things as unto the Lord. We are so grateful to be a part of a church family that actually lives the love of Jesus. Come on. Let's go. Thank you. One, uh, as the message, we wrote it over a couple of months, and we wanted to talk about spiritual warfare at a kid's level. And the story we chose was Elisha's servant who woke up one morning and saw that he was surrounded by the enemy. So Elisha prayed for him that his spiritual eyes would be opened. And as the Lord worked in his heart, he saw that there were more for him than those against him, that he was surrounded by the armies of God and that God was fighting his battles. And our thought was, how can we teach that to children? Because we want children to know that, uh, how God guards and provides and protects and keeps. So this is how we approached it. And after you see the clip of how we approached it, I'll share an amazing testimony. Watch this. This is how I fight my battles. 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 It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. Yeah. This is how I fight my So that's how we communicated it. And later that afternoon, we received a video. And I'm going to show you this. This is Zane, a precious little boy that goes to our church. And his mom and dad walked into a room, and this is what Zane was doing. And as you watch this, it just tells you uh, the message it got across. He got it. Watch this. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. In my same I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is yes, yes. Uh, let me ask, where's Zane's mom and dad? Mom and dad, would you stand up? This is mom and dad right here.
And this is what we want you to know about Zane. This little boy, he's fighting epilepsy. He's got a lot of challenges and has had them. And it does more for me than I can say that Zane would know there's one fighting for him and one watching over him. Day and night, he never sleeps. He watches over us. The Lord is our keeper. Praise God. Thank you for loving your neighbors and helping us do what we do. We are an amazing church. We are aboard a battleship doing battle against the kingdom of darkness. And guess what? We're on the winning side. God is working and we all get to be a part of it. It is very important that we all internalize and own the vision. This is the vision of the assembly. We exist to serve our neighbors and the nations. Did you say that with me? The assembly exists to serve and nations. It is not one or the other. It is both. The love of God and love for people are captured in this vision statement. Easy to say, easy to remember. It captures the great commission and the great commandment. And so I want to show you over the next four weeks how we are approaching uh, living it out. It's not enough just to have a statement on so many organizations, churches included. Vision statements become words on a wall, uh, printed somewhere, but ownership by us, the church, takes it to reality. And so with this incredible ship behind me, we are not the love boat. We are loving, but we are a battleship and we are involved on a mission and we're going to stay on mission. We're not going to drift from mission and God will be honored. The church will be built and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Hey, welcome to the stage. This is Dustin Ross. Would you welcome him, please? Dustin is from our church, grew up here. His parents are sitting right back here. Mom and dad, would you stand, please? This is mom and dad. We love you so much. They have been part of the fabric of this church and the DNA of this church. And this is the result from a great family and a great church, a man that loves Jesus with passion, who's devoted to Jesus and is being so missional with his one and only life. Dustin, tell us what is in your future. In my future, January is when I will be having my budget raised and then um, I'll be leaving shortly after that. But I'm going to a region in northern India. It's in a small village called Missouri. It's a high altitude village. Uh, it is home to less than 5,000 people. It is remote, rugged. It is extremely cold in the winter and it is extremely hot in the summer. Uh, most of the people there are living without running water, electricity, good health care, and good education. So it's not an easy place to live. It's very difficult. And the reason we're going there, though, is because it is a gateway to a region of unreached people, people that have never heard the gospel. And there are around 30 million people in this region of the mountains in northern India. And 1% uh, of that population knows who Christ is, less than 1%, actually. Hey, let's, and, yeah. we just got to stop right there. Because again, a 19-year-old that's never been in church, we can just move right past that and not be gripped by that. 30 million people and 1%. And we were just singing about, uh, I, I am who he says I am. I am chosen and not forsaken. Well, what about those people? And I'm so glad we have a messenger that is going to go. And we get to be part of sending him. This is, this is what vision's all about. So tell us the innovative ways that you're going to take the gospel to these people. Yeah. So these 30 million people, they live in these small villages. So this is going to require us to um, travel to these villages. And since this place in Missouri is the gateway, we'll be leaving by foot, by Jeep, whichever ways we can get there. But uh, before when we went, we would share the gospel in the most 
effective way, usually through oral stories. But there was one thing we couldn't do, and that was leave something with the people, something that they could reference, something that they could continually learn from, um, but something they could share with other people. And we now have this device. Uh, we've partnered with a group that is working um, in India, and it is a solar-powered MP3 player, and it shares the gospel in their language, and it shares the story of Jesus Christ. Come on. So. <laughs> this is so good. This is a game changer, and I know for us, we are so excited because uh, not only is it going to reach people and leave them with something, there is a large percentage of those people in these villages that are either illiterate or they are blind, and they have never had the opportunity to um, you know, learn about Christ. So this is going to give them that first opportunity to know who God is and how much he loves them. So this Praise is a powerful God. device. Appreciate it. So... Dustin is appointed by the Assemblies of God to go to India. He will go for two years. The requirement on missionaries like Dustin is monthly support, and then there is a cash amount so that he can serve without distraction for those two years. And we're going to do both. We're going to support him monthly, but in the offering we take today, we're going to help him get, climb that mountain of cash support takes $20,000 in that cash account for him to get the green light to go. And we want to take care of that and get him there. Dustin, I've known him for the 10 years I've been here. And I've always been so impressed with his heart for God. He's, he's such a leader. I've been on his softball team. And if you ever want, like he hits home runs right-handed, then he switches left-handed, hits home runs. He's just a beast. Uh, super talented, super smart, and yet he's going. And he's going where it's so remote that very few people are willing to go. And that's who I know that he is. He's always had that, that above and beyond level of commitment. So the Bible says, sow into good ground. There's going to be a harvest of unreached people that are going to get saved because we've got a messenger that's willing to take the message and we're going to get behind him. Amen. Amen. Welcome pastor Justin as he comes. This is an incredible associate pastor of our church and he leads the neighbors and nations ministry. The next up for us with our neighbors is Joyride, where we get to purchase these bicycles and bless children in foster care. On December the 9th, we will host 500 foster children, and we're going to give them this Christmas gift. It's about $75 to purchase a bicycle, and we're going to raise that money. Last night at the Rose Campus, we started this month of generosity. We already have 150 children signed up to be there on Saturday night, December the 8th. The place will be packed, and we will do Joyride there, and then on Sunday night, we will do Joyride here. One church, two locations. So awesome. But we seek to keep doing more. So you've got to hear this next level that we're taking our ministry to those who are in foster care. Pastor Justin. Well, what we've become aware of over the last three years of working with DHS and Child Welfare Services is just the need for stability in these children's lives. And out of that, we've actually grown within our church. We have a group of people who meet on Monday nights to talk about how they can help out. We have several families here who foster, which is incredible. And as you begin to hear these stories, the one thing that, that we know that we want to do as we move forward is to get into the trenches with people who are doing this. So this next year, we are allocating resources monthly to advocate for children in the Tulsa area. So we are excited about that. Let me just give you a stat. Within the Tulsa County, there are 1,483 children that are in out-of-home care. I want that to sink in. These are children who are in less-than-ideal situations. And as we look at that number, it's not just a number, it's a name of a little boy or a little girl yeah. who's in a situation that we can't even imagine. 
And as we've had families step up and we continue to see this need, we want to be able to meet that need. And so this next year, we're rolling out an opportunity to connect with careportal.org. And within that organization, it's a phenomenal organization that is starting to get traction underneath them. And what they do is there's a child welfare worker that will give us a request. They put out a request to churches, and within that request, it may be a child seat, it may be beds, it may be something so that these children can be in a safe environment and a family might not be able to provide that. And so what they're doing is looking for placement to help stabilize these children. And so they put out the request, and our organization can not only respond to those individual requests, but the amazing thing about this is we get to see those children face-to-face. Yeah. We get to go to those homes, and if we're dropping off a service or whatever that is, if it's a car seat, if it's a twin bed, if it's whatever it is that can help provide stability for these children, we get to look them in the eyes and tell them that there's a God who loves them, and there's a church who supports them, and God sees them, he knows them, and he is going to help meet the need of where they are so that they can have some stability. And so we get the opportunity to partner with them. And then the last thing and greatest thing about this, as we look through, there's actually a metric. Um, they keep track of what the assembly does. So if you go to the assembly or careportal.org, you can type in the assembly, and it will literally show what we're doing on a monthly basis to meet the needs. It's one thing when we talk about the money and the dollars that it will that we will have spent towards them. But the incredible thing about this is late at night when you start having a burden and you want to pray and you want to go look and see how we're doing, you can literally see the number of children that we've served through this opportunity on an ongoing basis by going to careportal.org. So if you're interested, I'd love to give you some more opportunities to see that. But we are advocating and allocating funds so that we can meet the need within this community. So good. Amen. So as we start this month of generosity, you have neighbors and nations. The ushers are coming, and here's what I want you to know. There are three ways to give. You can take your phone. There's a 1-800 number, and you can text the amount. The first thing we do is bring our tithe, and then above the tithe, we give offerings. That offering is designated neighbors and nations. These resources will be used to get Dustin to India, to get the bicycles for Joyride, and to sow into ongoing care for those that are needing it. So I want you to help us today. Second way is you can just go online or check or cash. Today is a day that has direct impact on the heart and the life of so many people. And we're going to do this every Sunday of November, bringing before you the most compelling needs. One is Night to Shine. It's coming in a couple of weeks. I'm going to talk about it. The event is in February. Already 475 guests signed up for Night to Shine, and we haven't even promoted it. So it will be sold out. So God has chosen out of your spirit of generosity to place before you and before us these opportunities that are unique and that are so important. I want to lead you in prayer and may generosity just flow from your heart and know it will make a difference. Thank you, Jesus, for the good things you're doing. Children will be helped and we'll bring joy to them as a result of this offering today. Unreached people that Dustin will personally lead to a saving relationship with you is a result of our prayers and our giving today. Heaven and hell is hanging in the balance. This is about what matters most. So you know where our heart is. It is to see people saved. So we'll follow that passion with resources. And I know you will bless in Jesus' name. Awesome weekend, everybody. Now with your heart open to just receive compelling vision. Let's go to Acts chapter three and let this passage teach us over the weeks to come. Acts chapter three, starting at verse one. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. 
So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. He then went with them into the assembly, into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. I want to challenge you with three lessons from this passage just for today and the rest come in the weeks that unfold in November. Let's be at our best. I want you at your best. I want us as a, as a church to be at our best. Look at the picture that we're given in this passage. The lame man represents the world. Notice he's been in that condition since birth. We are all are born in sin. Notice that the problem is at the foundation of his life. That's the world. But coming into his life that day was a spirit-empowered church. I want Peter and John to represent the church. Empowered freshly by the Holy Spirit, the church was at her best. The world was at its worst. But when the church is at her best, then the world has hope, healing, help, transformation, grace, breakthrough, the miraculous. This man who had been in that condition from birth is now running, walking, leaping, and praising God. There is a culture that's waiting on a church to just keep showing up, but not in our strength, in our testimony. What is our testimony? That we know what it's like to be broken at the foundation of our lives. But we have experienced the grace and power that fixed us at the foundation. And what God has done for us, he can do for others. And the spirit-empowered church is going to be the key. I want to talk about being full signal. You know what it is on your phone to lose full signal. Communication is disrupted or dropped. I want you to think about that in terms of your relationship with the Lord. Are you full signal? If we are full signal, then we can walk in a life that's our best. I want to take you on a journey. If I'm going to say I want us at our best, how could we, how could we live up to that? So I want to invite you on a journey as we start 2019. A journey that I think takes us there. I believe that if we're going to be at our best, we've got to start with our prayer life. How's your prayer life? Is it at its best? Could it be better? Let's come together in what we call our super groups. It's where we sit at round tables on Wednesday nights and we get into God's word together. We challenge one another. And this first set of weeks will be on the topic, the life of prayer. We will start a 21-day fast where every day you can come to the Rose District campus early in the morning or you can come to this campus. And we will seek the Lord every day for 21 days. And we will dial in at a new level so that we are in that full signal. And I believe that if we will do that, it heads us toward the best. Now we're going to place every four weeks, I'm calling it a revival night, heart and soul, to be so influenced by the presence and the power of God. It'll be an everybody moment in this room on a Wednesday night, worship, preaching, and prayer. We have invited a group of leaders to come in on those nights. And it's been a God thing that we've been able to secure them 
to be with us. So we know the Lord has set this up. Our very first guest will be Robert Madu here on January 23rd. Some people are reacting because you know him. One of the greatest preachers, spiritual leaders in the world. And he will, he will launch our revival nights. We will then start talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit and our relationship with the Holy Spirit, walking in the power of the Spirit. And then Denny Duran will come, one amazing leader and preacher. Then we're gonna shift and start talking about our purpose. And we're gonna welcome in Jabin Chavez, and that will also be the night where we launch the spring retreat for the most amazing students. This guy is one of a kind, and it's a God thing that we've been able to uh, secure him for that night. And we'll finish out talking about purpose into the month of April, and there's only one person to finish strong. And so Uncle Bob Goff is coming back on April the 10th. So we sit together on Wednesday night. We challenge each other. Iron sharpens iron about our prayer life what it means to walk in the spirit, to understand purpose and fulfill purpose. With these leaders coming in once a month to just bring the fresh word of God, I am believing that on those nights, this place will be packed. And I am believing for the Holy Spirit just to grip our hearts and to take us to places in our spiritual walk that we've never been before. See, that's what it means to be at our best is to say, I've never been so close. I've never known this level of power. I've never had this kind of love and passion for Jesus. I've never been so committed to God's purpose for my life. Let's go. Let's do this. 2019, the best year yet. If we're at our best, we will expect the best. When Peter and John, they get to this lame man, and they reach down and they lift him up before the miracle happens, it tells us their expectation was for a miracle, not the mundane. I want that to overtake. If I'm at my best, I should expect the best. At my best in my walk with an awesome God, I will have bold faith audacious faith. I will lead from that expectation. I want that for you, for your home. I want that for us as a church. We are here fly under a banner that says God can do anything. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you and me. So let's lift our expectation and believe for the miraculous. You have Peter and John. Think about the personalities. Peter was a risk taker. John was Mr. Compassion. Peter was the guy who's going to step out of the boat. John's going to talk to you about the love of God and what it is to walk in love. Peter, he'll cut somebody's ear off. John will say, Peter, now you know there's another way. Peter and John will be those who run to the tomb. And Peter will make sure that we know he got there first. And John will say, whatever. Compassion and courage empowered by the Spirit. It's not enough to say we care, you've got to start there because we can get into what I call compassion fatigue, where we don't think about 19-year-olds that may have never been in church. So we just pass by people that would say yes to an invitation to church. We can let 1,400 kids that are in a very tough season just kind of pass through our thoughts without really gripping that compassion of our heart. We can allow 
every day to just be another day rather than to view it as an ordained day. So I'm praying that at our best, we will have the most compassion because genuine compassion always takes action. If my compassion doesn't move me to action like we see in the life of Jesus, then compassion is just a thought. But because I believe in it, I think I'm actually compassionate because I'm all about those things that are compassionate, then I can suddenly think I'm compassionate when I'm not doing anything. I can't listen to Dustin talk about these people and not do something. I, I may not be able to do what you can do or vice versa, but I'm going to do something because compassion always takes action. But when it takes action, that's where you need the personality of Peter, where you'll do big things, where you'll do the heavy lifting, where you will take action before you see the miracle. A church that doesn't have to see it to believe it. Therefore, we will step out of conventional ministry strategy and do whatever it takes to see the lame leaping in a transformed life. Courage and compassion, empowered of the Spirit, is what a lame world is waiting on. When you put the key in your car, you're expecting something to happen. When you flip that light switch at home, you're expecting something to happen. I pray that every time we gather in this place, there would be a spirit of great expectation so that the brokenhearted would find a place where there's healing. The addicted will find those who believe for their freedom. See, this man, he didn't have the faith for that kind of change. He's just doing what he's always done, surviving. But Peter and John had faith for him that he didn't have for himself. That's the church. I am always preaching to people that aren't even here yet. I was preaching to that 19-year-old before he ever showed up. He's been in my heart. That lady that raised her hand at the altar, I was preaching to her way before last night came because vision takes on life and we walk into the reality of the dream that God puts on the inside. Hey, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Let's move with that expectation. And when life has its way with us, the pressure, the stress, the pain, it diminishes big vision to small vision, great dreams to survival. The Holy Spirit wants to help you break out of that survival mentality, barely making it, coping. And I understand, because when you're broken at the foundation, you just try to do what it takes to make it. But I'm preaching to you, the creator God, who can work at that place in your life and take you to a place you never dreamed. Last point, we'll produce the best. Let's invite the lame man, healed by God, saved by grace, who's now in heaven. I wish he could be a guest speaker on a Wednesday night. What if he walked out here right now? And I said, tell us, your testimony. I think he would say, I was brought that day like I'd been brought every day in the same condition, just hopeless, grinding, coping. But Peter and John came and it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. And that day changed my life. And I think he would testify that that was the best day of his life. The day he met Jesus 
and the day he was healed. And I want this church to be at her best, to expect the best, so that we just line up the people who are saying, when the assembly's ministry came into my life, I was broken at the foundation, but I found a power, I feel this in my heart, a power in Jesus that could go to the genesis of the problem. I'd been this way longer than anyone can imagine, and there was no hope. But God broke through in my life through an empowered church, and it was the best day of my life. It was the best day. Oh, he would start testifying of what it was like to be carried and just sat there every day and without any training on how to walk. One touch of the power of God, resurrection power. He's walking, he's running, he's jumping. And everybody in the church, they're like, what? They are standing in amazement because they knew he was the man. They knew he was, he passed his, he was the man who used to be begging every day. And now he's leading worship. Come on, come on, get it in your heart. What, what's, what's the equation? An empowered church, Peter and John at their best, were the answer for a world that was at its worst. And then the result is joy. The result is the power of God. I want to be part of that kind of spirit-inspired movement to these young people. Don't ever let life shrink your dream. I want you guys to believe that what you read on the pages of Scripture can still happen today. I want you guys to believe that what you read on the pages of Scripture can still happen today. Stand with me, if you will. Thank you, Jesus. Stir us, God. Stir our hearts today. Stir our hearts today. Over this church, I pray your best. May we take this journey. May we raise our expectation. It will just happen. It will, it will be the natural overflow of your activity in our heart our perspective will change. And the result will be people having their best days, days of transformation, healing, and freedom. We thank you for it, God. And now to those of you who walked in here today saying, my life, it's so frustrating. I'm just surviving. I'm broken. Everything I've tried has not worked. And I really don't have the faith to believe that anything will ever change. I want to say to you, I have the faith for you. I believe that God can help you. I'm convinced. I know he can. And I know he's desperate to do so. If you'd say, Ron, I need God's intervention in my life like that man in Acts 3. Would you just lift your hand? Just lift it up right now. Let me see it. All right, I see it. That's it. Come on, lift them, lift them, lift them. Yes, yes, lift them. Just get real with God. Anytime we, we express vision and generosity, God never, ever leaves out these kind of personal needs. Matter of fact, I've seen him do his best work in personal lives on a day like today. Anybody else? You'd lift your hand and say, that's me. That's me. Here's what I want to do. We're going to sing this. And there's a church that's full of faith for you that's gonna be singing.
And if you lifted your hand, I want you to walk forward as there is like a, an anthem of praise going up. And power is going to come down. And whatever's got you messed up and locked up and stuck is about to give way to the power of Almighty God. Church, do you believe this today? I believe it. This is where we take action on expectation right now. We are expecting you, God, to be God in these situations. And we thank you for it. If you lifted your hand or if you needed to, come as they sing today. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Let's praise God for these people today. Come on. Come on. Come on. You know who you are. Come on. That's it. Come on. Praise God. Come on up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Jesus. We're going to sing it again. Come if you need to come. what I'd like to do. We have a prayer partner with every person that's responded, but all of us are prayer partners. And I would like for this place to be lifted with intercessory prayer. I would like what's heard along with this anointed music that's playing, but now just prayers going up to God for people to find God in their time of need and just let it be a roar of intercessory prayer. Put your passion into it. Lift your voice. Don't be ashamed to just pray out for the needs represented here. Come on, let's do this. Lord Jesus, come on. Let me hear you pray today, church. That's it. Come on, lift it up even more. Let's call out to God. Let's cry out to God. Let's cry out to God. Let's cry out to God. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice. Let me hear you. Let me hear you today. It's powerful when we surround people with our prayers that are being offered up to God. Lord Jesus, I joined the church, a praying church. We're talking to the one who's able. We're talking to the one who's here. Lord, we pray together. We pray out loud. We pray and believe in faith that these needs would be met. You hear all of these prayers. It's beautiful. It's powerful to hear your prayers. The Lord hears every one of them very specifically. Lord God, you hear us. Now draw a line. Draw a line today. Draw a line. Stop the attacks of the enemy, Lord. Bring peace and freedom. Bring hope and healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, thank you. I'm telling you, people are breaking through today. You can sense it. Breaking through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So good to just give our burdens to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So good. So good. 
Hallelujah. Let's praise Him for what He's done today. Come on, lift your voices. Let's sing it again. Praise the name of the Jesus. Let me give you two things before you go. Number one, it would be so awesome to just immediately respond with your interest to be part of the super groups. We meet on Wednesday night at seven. We sit at round tables. We open up the scripture about the subject of prayer. And so if you text best 19, to 313131. It starts the very easy, efficient process of securing your place on this journey. So let's do this together. It is the mandate. It is the leading of the Holy Spirit for us. And it's for everybody. City groups will be doing this on Sunday night. We will be doing this on Wednesdays as adults. So do that. Secondly, On Veterans Weekend, which is next weekend, I'm going to confront what I think is the biggest battle that is facing our culture today. It is going to be a message you need to hear, and I'm going to present the ways that we can respond to fight this battle victoriously. It'll be relevant, very biblical, and so helpful. We're gonna celebrate some of the ministries that we're involved in, Mighty Oaks to Project Rescue. You can't miss next Sunday. The month of generosity continues. If you weren't prepared to give today, you can give next Sunday. We're gonna be doing this every Sunday in November. We need to raise $200,000 above the tithe in the month of November to empower the people and projects that God is calling us to do. It happens every year. I'm convinced it'll happen this year. And so be prayerful and let's be sacrificial. Please be here next Sunday. Bring somebody with you. You are awesome. I love you. You are the best. Have a great afternoon.